Thanks for joining me on episode 1,127 of the Inspired Stewardship Podcast. Hi, everyone. This is Ernie Prabhakar. This is your chance to invest in yourself, invest in others, develop your influence, and impact the world by using your time, talent, and treasures to live out your calling. This is a great chance to find the opportunity to become the Christian you always wanted to be and to be inspired to be the best version of yourself. Listen to the Inspired Stewardship Podcast with my friend, Scott Mater. That is often what we mean when we talk about hearing the voice of God as a way of illustrating a change in the direction of our lives. So what voices do you need to hear? What voices do you need to listen for? And are you spending time listening, not just talking, whenever you're struggling to hear the voice of God in your life? Welcome and thank you for joining us on the Inspired Stewardship Podcast. If you truly desire to become the person who God wants you to be, then you must learn to use your time, your talent, and your treasures for your true calling. In the Inspired Stewardship Podcast, you will learn to invest in yourself, invest in others, and develop your influence so that you can impact the world. In today's Spiritual Foundation episode about developing your influence, I talk about Acts chapter 9, verses 1 through 20. I share how this story illustrates how God can call us to change direction in our lives, and I also talk about why hearing the voice of God isn't always literal. Acts chapter 9, verses 1 through 20 goes like this. Meanwhile, Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues at Damascus, so that if he found any who belonged to the way, men or women, he may bring them bound to Jerusalem. Now, as as he was going along and approaching Damascus, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to Saul, why do you persecute me? And he asked, Who are you, Lord? And the reply came, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But get up and enter the city, and you will be told what you are to do. The men who were traveling with him stood speechless because they heard the voice but saw no one. Saul got up from the ground, and though his eyes were open, he could see nothing. So they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. For three days he was without sight, and neither ate nor drank. Now there was a disciple in Damascus named Aeneas. The Lord said to him in a vision, Aeneas, and he answered, Here I am, Lord. The Lord said to him, Get up and go to the street called Straight, and at the house of Judas look for a man of Tarsus named Saul. At this moment he is praying, and he has seen a vision of a man named Aeneas come in and lay his hands on him so that he might regain his sight. But Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much evil he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priests to bind all and any who invoke your name. But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is an instrument whom I have chosen to bring my name before Gentiles and kings and before the people of Israel. I myself will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. So Ananias went and entered the house. He laid his hands on Saul and said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on your way here, has sent me so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately, something like scales fell from his eyes, and his sight was restored. 
Then he got up and was baptized, and after taking some food, he regained his strength. For several days, he was with the disciples in Damascus, and immediately he began to proclaim Jesus in the synagogues, saying, He is the Son of God. You know, what's interesting is this passage picks up at the beginning of the journey of Paul. And you may be saying, wait a minute, it doesn't say Paul anywhere in this is Saul. Saul, of course, has a name change to Paul. And there are plenty of stories and uh, stories in the Bible where the character receives a change in name to signify some change in their life and, and some change in them. Jacob becoming Israel, Abram and Sarai became Abraham and Sarah, Simon, who was named Peter, and so on. And Saul became Paul because he gave up his former life, the life of persecution and oppression, for his new life walking with Jesus. But the truth is also that Paul and Saul is living in kind of two worlds at once, where it says Saul, who's also called Paul. There's an idea here that Saul was his name in a Hebrew context, and Paul was his name when he was speaking to the Gentiles or to the Romans, but that he was both at the same time. Now, this is still representing, in this case, a change or a redirection in the trajectory of his life from one of persecution to one of shepherding and launching many choices. But the truth is that this sort of change is centered on identity. Who is Saul in this, and what is it that motivates him? Or who is Paul in this, and what is it that motivates him? He's motivated first, Saul, by this idea of persecuting the disciples of the Lord. But then he changes later on after a a flash of light from heaven and a voice that says, just what are you doing? Who are you doing it to? And at that point, Paul slash Saul says, who is this Lord? He, He recognizes that who's the identity of this voice is important as well. He's basically asking, who do you owe allegiance to? And the voice speaks to him and begins to guide him and witness to him that maybe he's got a problem in the direction of his life. Saul was driven. He was sure. He knew what was going on. He knew what was right. But in fact, he then began to witness because sometimes witnessing is not just about speaking, but witnessing is about listening to others' stories and listening to the word that's coming from outside. See, this is the truth about how sometimes we can hear a literal voice of God to change direction in our life. But more often than not, I don't think we necessarily hear this booming voice and see this shining light. It also can be a gentle nudge that's saying, you may not know why, you may not understand what, but you need to make a change. You need to tweak what you're doing or shift what you're doing or change the direction that you're going. That this literal voice of God isn't even a literal voice. And sometimes this witnessing in this voice is about hearing the voice of others. It's not even the voice 
you hear for yourself. It's about listening to the voice and the message and the journey that others are on. Just listening to them is sometimes witnessing a change in the direction of their life and our life at times as well. It helps us see that there is a direction that we need to go, and there is a direction that they need to go, and God is speaking into that. God's voice shows up sometimes in thoughts, in words, in actions, in deeds, in listening to others, and in hearing what's spoken and unspoken in those messages. This is why this story Though it talks about a literal vision and a literal voice, you don't necessarily have to hear that. I talk to people all the time. I talked to someone this weekend at a Walk to Emmaus event, and they were struggling. They said they really felt a direction on their life, but they had never really heard the call of God. But then when I got to talking to them, there were time after time in their story and in their witness where they were talking about hearing a change in direction through just a nudge that came to them, a message that came to them through other people. That is often what we mean when we talk about hearing the voice of God as a way of illustrating a change in the direction of our lives. So what voices do you need to hear? What voices do you need to listen for? And are you spending time listening, not just talking? whenever you're struggling to hear the voice of God in your life. Thanks for listening. Thanks so much for listening to the Inspired Stewardship Podcast. As a subscriber and listener, we challenge you to not just sit back and passively listen, but act on what you've heard and find a way to live your calling. If you enjoyed this episode, do me a favor Go over to facebook.com slash inspired stewardship and like our Facebook page and mark it that you'd like to get notifications from us so that we can connect with you on Facebook and make sure that we're serving you to the best of our abilities with time and tips there. Until next time, invest your time, your talent, and your treasures develop your influence, and impact the world.